Hello, 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 and welcome to Shine with the Sun. I am your host, Sunshine. And on today's episode, I really want to talk about who you really are and why you really do the things you do. Because it's very common that people have goals and dreams for the wrong reasons. And I'm saying this about myself more than anyone else. I know there's a lot of people out there who use, I'll show them. Oh, yeah, I'm going to prove all my haters wrong as motivation to accomplish things. But what we don't really talk about is how it makes them not accomplish their true goals. People want to be rich to prove to other people that they could be successful in the eyes of society. And that makes them lose touch with what success truly is within themselves. Society says success is driving a Lambo, but maybe in your heart, your true inner child believes that success is just having kids and living on a farm. And now you're having Lambo dreams and you're grinding and hustling, but that's not even your path. It's very important to know what truly comes from you, from your heart, and what is society putting on you to make you believe that you have to do to be worthy. You have to have this and do that to be worthy of this so-called success. It really is concerning that so many people are striving towards goals that aren't even theirs. And I know this because I've been doing this for so long. Striving towards a life that isn't truly mine. I don't want that life. And a lot has happened to me to come to this realization. I really had to come to the realization that I've been programmed. It's so easy for spiritual people to say, oh, everyone's a sheep, everyone's programmed, I'm so spiritual, I meditate, I'm against the grain. But no, honey, we've all been programmed since birth. There's no way we could have escaped it. Step number one is to realize and admit it to yourself. There is programming within me. Of course, it's not as bad as most people. If you listen to this podcast, you probably know a couple of things than other people probably know what the fuck is going on <laughs> compared to majority of the population but don't deny and don't give yourself a one-up and act like you are not affected by this programming as well you are programmed by society we are programmed by our families our friends or programmed by churches religions even if you don't believe in them or programmed to dislike other religions or find them silly or just different little things. And to really wash away and break down these programs, we have to first admit it, admit that we have them. And second of all, be true and in touch with ourselves and really know what we truly want versus what has been presented to us to make us think we want it. Think about it. So many people, when they go out, I went out to a dinner once recently, and this woman didn't know what she wanted. Everybody ordered the steak, so she got the steak. I didn't order the steak. <laughs> I don't eat steak. I ordered the fish. And when she saw my fish, she said, well, I should have ordered the fish. I don't know why I ordered steak. Well, 
it's programmed when you go to a fancy restaurant, what do people look at? Oh, steak is popular. Oh, where's this? It's a steakhouse. We're going to eat steak. This shows you're fancy. This shows your class. You order steak and mashed potatoes. That's what literally everybody else had on their plate, steak and mashed potatoes stuff for me. And all I thought, said to her was, why didn't you look at the menu? Why didn't you even try and see what you wanted? And the answer is simple. She, in that moment, was led to believe the right thing to get is steak and mashed potatoes. There's so many studies like this that show that... (laughs) In the book Atomic Habits, which was June's book of the month that I finished early, uh, Little Flex... But in the book Atomic Habits by James Clare, he had a story about a test that was done where they had a classroom filled with prop actors and they put a test subject into the classroom. And they would ask you obvious questions like, oh, is this a circle or square or rectangle or quadrangle? And the first test, they um, had all the test act- the actors say the right answer. You know, and the guy got the question right. The subject got the t- question right. The second question, they had all, half of the prop actors say the right answer and the wrong answer. Another half say the wrong answer. And the test subject said, oh, half of this class is dumb. This is obviously the right answer. And the third question, they had, not in this exact order, but later on in the test, they had all the prop actors say the wrong answer and they notice which with every single test subject they brought in when the entire room said the answer was b when it was obviously c the test subject changed their answer to match with the prop actors the person who would see like they'll say oh is this a butterfly or is this a pencil. So that's just, just an example. Just, you know. Or just a butterfly and it's a pencil. Everybody say it's a pencil. It's a pencil. And the test subject would be like, huh? This is obviously a butterfly. But after seeing that everybody went around and said, but um, pencil, pencil, pencil. He started doubting himself and saying, maybe it is a butterfly. He started doubting what his eyes saw, what his brain knew. And he ended up changing when it was his time to say, is it a butterfly or is it a pencil? You could see the hesitation in him, but nine out of ten times, the test subjects said pencil, even though it was obviously a butterfly, because people move with the crowd. They don't want to be the odd one out. They don't want to be the one person standing alone in their truth. They would rather have the easy way out, go with the flow. Everybody says pencil, it might as well be a pencil. Let me doubt my own instinct. Let me doubt what I know. And at a very young age, I realized I was not that way. I have always gotten in trouble for being the one to say this isn't right. I don't like this. I don't stand for this. I don't care if everybody else is silent about it. I can't. It hurts me to stay silent about this because I know this isn't right. And... Most people just can't do that. Most people are programmed to want to fit in and it's our human instinct. It's not our natural instinct. Our ancestors feared nothing more than being alone. If you were rejected by society back in the day, that probably meant you were going to die. Because you needed your 
fellow pairs for food, shelter, water. But that we got to understand and train our brain to re- realize we are not in that society anymore. God bless America. We are in an independent, individualized society. And yes, that has its cons that going to Nigeria has showed me. Living in a Nigerian, being a Nigerian has showed me that we do need people. And that's what makes culture strong is by having your peers in society. But that does not mean you have to deal with other people's bullshit, other people's ideology and stories about you and conform to that. If you are in a toxic environment where people are saying you need to go to college and get your life together, when you want to be an artist and you know that's your life path, you do not have to confirm because of fear of not fitting into society. You can break the mold, break out, do you, and come back if you want when you're successful, even if you don't become successful. Do not confirm to other people's story for you out of fear of being rejected. So many people give up on their dreams of who they really are because of no other reason than fear of being rejected by society, by their parents, by their friends. And I understand because it is so painful. My whole life I have been rejected and dejected by my family. I come from a very, very strong African family. They have no time for my spiritual bullshit. They think it is witchcraft. They hate it. They, if I was in Nigeria, I would be banished into the evil forest. That is 100% truth. And I feel dejected many times. They plan vacations without me because of it. There's so much trauma in it because of it. But that will not make me stop being who I am. I could pretend I'm not into it. I could lie and say I confirm and be timid just so I could be accepted. But no. I would rather, and I've been saying this since I was a kid. You can see it in my diary. I would rather be hated for who I am than loved for who I am not. I would rather be hated for who I am than loved for who I am not. And I stand on that with every fiber, every atom of my being. I will not be subjected to a life where I have to play small to make other people feel big. I refuse. I will not live a life where my goals and dreams are programmed into me by someone else's desire. I refuse. If it is not in my path, you cannot force it on me. And I am following my highest path. And just because it may not look like it to someone in your life, to your mother, to your father, to your friend, they don't understand. They think you're not following your highest path. Tell them to shut the fuck up and close their eyes if it bothers them so much. If looking at you, you doing your thing bothers other people so much, tell them to close their goddamn eyes then. Because you're going to keep doing you. Do not conform. People will try and bully you into their perspective, bully you into believing in their religion, bully you into doing what they want. Do not conform to it. Stay 10 toes. Stand 10 toes in your heart's desire. Your heart is what leads the way, not other people's thoughts and what they think is right. People are also, because those people are following what their parents told them to follow. Half of the people who follow a religion, they, they, it wasn't a choice. They were brought up into it. They're doing what their grandma told them to do, what their grandma's grandma told them to do. 
they never truly ask themselves why it is important to go to college. That's what everybody else is doing. That's the way it goes. You just got to go. How does that fucking make sense? Do what seems right for you. If you don't want to use your most imaginative tender years in school, you have all the time in the world to go back. I refused to go to school when I was 18. I said, Mom, I'm ripe and active. I'm going to use this time to build the life of my dreams. And I did that. No one can say I didn't. I had exactly, I've said it so many times in my podcast, a book where I wrote down everything I wanted to do, be, say, look. And I did that step by step. Check, 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 check. When I was 18. And once I got there to that point, I went back to school. When I got the apartment of my dreams, I went back to school. When I started living and traveling the life I wanted to live, I went back to school. And I am so happy I did it that way and not the way other people wanted me to do. But during that one year I took off, life was miserable in my family. I was told that I'm on the wrong path, I'm wasting my life, blah, 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 just because I wanted to take a year off. If they had successfully bullied me into doing what I didn't want to do, who knows? I wouldn't have this podcast. I wouldn't be so spiritually advanced. I took the time off to advance myself spiritually. I went to spiritual school, studying the stars, numerology, everything, every day, every second of every day. I don't, rem- I don't regret a thing. Have no regrets. Even if they might look back and say, remember that time you took that year off and you wasted your life? Oh, that was such a loser thing for you to do. You don't got to say nothing. Just smile and nod because they don't know the growth you're doing. They don't know the happiness you're feeling. They don't understand. It's not their place to understand. They don't even understand themselves. How the fuck are they going to understand you? Stand 10 toes of what you're doing. If you want to travel the world and backpack the world and people are telling you you need to get a corporate job, stand 10 toes. It is your life, nobody else's. No one can tell you how to live it. If you want to pull tarot cards or study the stars or do a ceremony on a full moon, do it. Fuck what anybody else got to say. Fuck if everybody calls you cuckoo. Do what makes you happy. Those dreams, those goals, those interests you have, if you would like to smoke weed, all those interests you have comes from a place that was given and guided to you. I have no urge to be a doctor. I have no urge to be a firefighter. I have no urge to do many things in life. I have no urge to drink alcohol. (laughs) It's not in me. Because that's not what I'm supposed to do. I 100% believe every single thing I do is what I was meant to do in my life. Not what other people told me to do. Not what society told me to do. What I was attracted to is what is meant to happen in my life. I'm not attracted to school. I'm not. And I'm, I was so happy to learn that a lot of the greatest spiritual people also were not attracted to school. Were removed from school. Because it helps you have more of a spiritually inclined brain. You learn, instead of learning how to, uh, 1 plus 1, 2... Four plus four, eight, and pass a test, you really learn how to critically think when you do your own schooling. 
and it helps your brain form in a different way. Read any Walter Russell, Lyle Russell book. Look up who the fuck Walter Russell is. By society's standard, he's a loser. He left school at the age of nine due to poverty and other reasons. He didn't go to school. He wandered the forest all day. But while he was there, he learned more than any school could have taught him. He grew up to be known as the man of the century in the 1950s. Former President Franklin D. Roosevelt called him the man who tapped the secrets of the universe. He was called the modern Leonardo da Vinci. Let me list up some of his accomplishments. He designed and built more than 20 million worth of buildings in New York City, including the Hotel des Artistes. He became president of the elite club known as the Twilight Club, where the most powerful people got together to cultivate arts and other substantial fellowship. He was an Olympic winning ice skater. People don't know this. He was a close friend with Franklin D. Roosevelt, and he was his appointed artist, sculpturer, painter, and uh, horseback riding. Like he horseback, he went horseback riding with Franklin D. Roosevelt very often. He was very, very, very acclaimed, but he didn't have a normal life. Everything he did prior to him becoming famous was unconventional. He was looked at as ignorant. He was looked at as um, low class in every manner of every way. He didn't go to school. He never married until he was much older and he married a much younger woman. There are many, many things he did wrong that society scoffed at. But no one could say shit about his talents. No one could say shit about what he had in his brain and what he did with his hands. That Stopped all the haters from saying anything about him. You can't say shit negative about him. The books he have written from the Divine Iliad to the Secret of One. He has founded colleges and schools. Founded, created so many things. But as he was doing that, nobody believed in him. People called him a madman. Nikola Tesla. You know who Nikola Tesla is? The person people still call a madman. Told him to hide his secrets. They will laugh at you and disgrace you if you publish these books like they disgrace me. Nikola Tesla told him to hide himself. Because the backlash Nikola Tesla got. Walter Russell said, no, I can't hide this. I must speak my truth. Even if they laugh and they scorn me, I must speak my truth. You got to have that mindset. You got to. And it's because look at Nikola Tesla. So many people call him a madman. So many people say he's a thief and a liar and all these things when he's the one who invented and created so much of the technology we use today. They give all the uh, credit to Benjamin Franklin and shit. But that doesn't stop the real people, the true people, from knowing the truth. The truth seekers. The society may hate you and laugh at you and scorn you. But the truth seekers will see you. Do it for them. They need you. They need what you're contributing to universal goodness. No matter what the rest of society says. The whole world shall be against me. But the Bible says, if my God be for me, 
who could stand against me? And if my God be with me, who could ever stop me? They can try. The only thing that can stop you is yourself by giving up. That's it. No one else can. Especially if you are doing God's will. And other people may not understand God's will. Other people do not understand that me taking years off college was doing God's will. But I know in my heart I needed it. If I had jumped into that rat race, I wouldn't have had time. My mind would have been focused on other worldly things. I needed that year to do nothing but dance in the forest all day. Just like how Nicholas, I mean, Walter Russell needed that time away from school to wander the forest all day. That's where he had his enlightenment that led to him writing in the book, The Secret of One, which led to his famous uh, publications as an author. He became famous for that book. And he said he had it after walking in the forest for either 36 or 39 days straight, eating foods and fruits in the forest and just living in the forest. He had enlightenment. I let him write amazing books, doing amazing things. Like the accomplishments I listed are just a page in his fucking encyclopedia of a life book. No one would say that a little boy dropping out of school and living in a forest is God's will. But only God knows God's will. To have no one else speak to you or tell you that the things you're interested, the things that you know is good for you, is wrong. Now, I'm not saying if you're an alcoholic that beats your wife and shit, that, oh, that's God's will. Like, no. You got to know what the fuck I'm saying. Don't use me as an excuse to stay stuck in your stagnant, trifling life. But if you know you're on the right path, but others around you, society doesn't understand you or support your path, stay strong. Keep your head up. Don't lose faith. Don't lose hope. You will be rewarded, if not on earth, then in heaven. <sighs> the song of the week is coming up right after this commercial break. I love you all so much. For the song of the week, I want to give you a reminder that you are worthy and deserving of all the good and abundance the universe has in store for you. Don't let anyone or anything's opinions of you, what they say, judgments, make you forget your universal inheritance your universal rights of being blessed and being loved and being given all your heart's desire so the song of the week is i deserve good things by modern headspace this is your reminder my love i decide i'm a good person and i deserve good things to happen to me Follow my, I can follow my, I can follow my bliss, I can follow my flow, oh. Keep following your ease.
dreams, your passion, your bliss, the things that make you light up, follow that. Do not follow society's construct of what you should be doing. You are a great person and you deserve the most wonderful things. Isn't it wonderful how everything is going to work out perfectly and everyone who ever doubted you will give you nothing but an apology and congratulations. Stay bright, stay beautiful. Remember, you are a god, so act like it. And shine with the sun. LLC. Oh, 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 oh